Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. Today we are discussing exercise and self-care. Where does it fit in? How does it play a role, etc., etc.? That means you exercise during your self-care activities. Push-ups in the bubble bath. Let's get it. Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. Okay, so push-ups in the bubble bath. Is that where we're starting? Well, you have to do it from your knees, obviously, because oh, yeah, yeah. most, most, you know, most traditional bubble baths not big enough. Unless you have a jacuzzi. Unless you're my height. It'd be all right. <laughs> Can you do push-ups in the bubble bath? I've never tried. Maybe I should. Anyways. I'm not going to film it or anything. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Only for the OnlyFans. So self-care and exercise. So this episode came from a specific place, and, and the place that it came from was my son. So William had a class at school, and they were talking about self-care, and they were meant to draw a picture on what self-care was. And William came back with a picture of him doing a snatch in front of the squat rack. Legend. Ugh, legendary. Proud father moment. Can we have a moment of silence? Moment for the of amazing, silence. Yeah. Not at all. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so it got me thinking a little bit, like, have we talked about where exercise fits into self-care? We've kind of dabbled with it. We've talked about it a little bit um, as far as how, how it can help the brain and things like that. But as far as self-care... What would, you, what would you say it is? Do you want to start with talking about how exercise plays into self-care or, or do you want to talk about what self-care actually is comprised of? or what? I, I think we should define what like, self-care is actually comprised of. So for me, I think self-care would be something that would fall into the category of helping you recover from the rest of your life. Yeah, so recharging your batteries. Yeah, and it... Spiritual, mental, physical, emotional. Yeah, all those pieces of the puzzle we're looking at trying to, to do something to recharge back to kind of what we need to engage in all of the other tasks of life. Yeah. It's an interesting concept to me because like when, one thing that I wish, and we'll have an episode on this at some point, but one thing I wish somebody would have at least told me, not even given me advice, but just told me is how much of adult life is like, Utter monotony. Yeah. Sit in the same damn car, go in the same damn place and, you know, do the same chore this many times in a month and, you know, things like that. I didn't know to, that I needed to conceptualize that, but that's for another episode. As far as self-care, we're talking about recovering from all of the things that we are required to do in our day. So I don't think a lot of people classify exercise. Like they would classify it as exercise or sorry, self-care, but not like recharging self-care. Recharge and self-care, I think people, like, they feel like they need to, they would classify self-care as, like, doing low, low-energy things to try to, like, restore the body physically and mentally, except for avid exercisers. Anybody that's an avid exerciser traditionally knows that they feel better once they're done working out. But I think the population-wise, like, how much of the population is actually avid exercise versus not? I'm going to say there's probably less people than more. Yeah, I, I think that the stats would show that it's about, I think last time I looked, it was somewhere around between 5 and 10% of people that were consistently active more than three times a week. 
Oh, that's rough. Yeah. I think that's what it was. So the 90% probably, if that's true, if that's a true stat, then I don't think the 90% would classify exercise as self-care. Well, I think that it's kind of a, it's almost like a misnomer. Like people, when so we def- define terms as things that help us recover from the rest of life. Exercise is a stressor. So I can understand that thought process. And the average person would be like, well, I don't know, man, that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's more energy. I'm already adulting. I'm already taking care of my kids, paying the bills, cleaning the house, cooking, cleaning, da, 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 da. And I got to exercise, which is going to take more from my cup. Yeah, I think that that... I think that's a reasonable categorization. I think it is. Yeah. Like if you were to characterize what exercise is looked at by a lot of people, I think they just look at it as a straight up stressor and it can be. Yeah, it absolutely can be. And that's, I think it's a good place to start. Like an interesting segue, like when is exercise not great as self care? And I would, I would talk about that and be like, well, when it becomes a punishment, when it becomes something that no longer is holding something valuable for you, that is you're punishing yourself for something. Mm hmm. Like that, that to me is like red alert. And I've run into a bunch of people. Well, I've run into people before that they view exercise as paying atonement for things that they shouldn't have done or I had or a crazy try- weekend. So I got to burn all those calories. Yeah. There's that side or like trying to punish themselves into a result mm-hmm. because like there's this interesting interplay where like, do you need to work hard to get results? I would, I would say yes, absolutely. But understanding how hard you need to work to get effective reps and how many times you have to apply that stimulus is what keeps you from just doing garbage reps or garbage volume. Yeah. So it's like, well, I want to work my biceps. Like how many sets do you actually require to get a significant stimulus before you move on? Yeah. I think those are things that people could educate themselves on for sure. Mm-hmm. I think punish me punishing yourself as well. Like I used to punish myself when I was younger by exercising. I was doing it for the reason of gaining benefits of like putting on size and muscle, but it wasn't for the right reasons. It was doing it for like the perception of other people. Like don't call me skinny. Don't underestimate me. Like stronger than I look. And, uh, it was like a negative compiling onto a negative. Like I was gaining maybe some health benefits from it, but like not mental health benefits, like, and it wasn't, it probably wasn't self-care at that point, like doing two hour workouts, just beating myself in the ground with negative self-talk, calling, like talking myself down to try to lift heavier. I would come out of that maybe physically drained, but emotionally I just beat the crap out of myself. Yeah. I think that there's a, a group of people that use exercise like that. And I don't think it's a stable group. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, I don't think that you can just categorize while well, this person does that. I think that, that it's a malleable thing that, that we can pay attention to. Be like, okay, what are my intentions going into this? Mm-hmm. And I've been very, very lucky with my application of exercise, which is probably why I like it so much, that I haven't really attached it to negative stuff. Because even when I was using it to try to get some weight on, because I was so little, I was like, well, I'm doing this to make it so, like, I'm already competitive in sports. I'm trying to be more competitive. Yeah. And so it ended up being positive for me and it helped me work on positive self-talk and like running through numbers being like, okay, I'm going to do a hundred of these. And I'd start counting down and be like, okay, only 60 left. And like it taught me how to continue to motivate myself. But when I got involved in Olympic lifting, part of what really was good there, I remember looking for a sport because I needed something more than just work and, and home life. I, I always had an outlet and my uncle Bill always said the best employees were the people that were competitive 
and that was a really valuable outlet. So when I went looking for a sport and found Olympic lifting, that to me, part of why I liked it so much is it was so complex and so focused that I couldn't think about any other stuff I had to do. Mm-hmm. So like my experience has been overwhelmingly positive with exercise. That's not what it is for everybody, but I think that it's fair to say that exercise done as a punishment or because you think that you have to for a particular reason other than I'm doing this for myself. If it feels like an obligation. Yeah, it starts it starts going down a pathway that's that needs to be looked at. I'm not the guy to fix that for somebody, but I I would say that that's worth giving some voice and looking into. Yeah. And I was talking about this as well before we actually get into like how exercise is self-care. I was saying exercise to me is almost like a form of meditation because to me, meditation is like focused on like it's controlling your breathing. It could be clearing your mind or trying to be more present. So not thinking about things in the past, not thinking about things in the future. It's just focused on the now and exercise to me or sports, anything that was like physical, like if I'm playing volleyball, when I'm playing volleyball and my eyes on the ball, it's I'm very much so in the moment and I'm trying to control my breathing and stay in the moment. If I'm lifting weights, like heavy weights, you can't think about, oh, I've got to do this on Saturday and I've got like, I've got a wedding or a funeral or this going on because if you're pushing the proper intensity, your brain can't think that far ahead because it needs to think about the task at hand. So you're focused on your breathing, you're living in the present. And to me, that's just a different form of meditation. So it's always been something that has made me feel better mentally. The meditative or hypnotic component of exercise is something that I think really brings this around to discuss what self-care looks like, even though you're exerting energy, because it's forcing you to connect with yourself, to Mm -hmm. check in on where you're at and to truly understand what you can deliver that day effectively, Mm -hmm. which there's huge value in that is kind of know thyself sort of stuff, right? I think that you need to have a particular setup and intensity to make that happen. For example, some days I just don't have the headspace to be counting my tempo and whatever else. And if I can just put an interval timer for start and stop and just go, I try to keep my tempo tight and whatever else. But some days I don't even want to think about counting reps and stuff like that. It's like, okay, uh, how many reps? Okay, 10 reps. Okay, uh, how many many seconds per rep? Uh, Ends up being about five seconds per rep. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go 50 seconds on and then my rest time is this. So 50 seconds on, that off, boom, it just beeps and I go. That's when... That's when I know that I'm feeling a little bit stressed and I just need to have something that's a little bit less mental energy. Just go in there and do physically what I need to do without thinking too much. Yeah. So how you approach your exercise when you're looking for that form of self-care. I don't really go really, really heavy and do like crazy strength work when I'm at maximum stress. Is that fair to say? You disagree? You can disagree. Well, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm not disagreeing necessarily. I'm just saying for me, it's a bit different. It works better. Y- yeah. And I'm not talking like super heavy or anything, but like a good mechanical tension protocol, something that's like between three and seven reps. Like I know that's a big gap, but depending on kind of what phase and intensity I'm pushing, it's like, well, if I'm, if I'm doing 80% intensity and I'm doing a set of three, it's, it's heavy, but it's not crazy, mm-hmm. but like that helps me just kind of zone in and be like, okay, I have a second here to think after this. Like that can be something that's, that's really good for me. Cause it's not like it's the pace doesn't feel frantic. Yeah. But 
my background is so much strength based that that to me feels like kind of home, safe, comfortable. Yeah. And I think that comfort or like what maybe, maybe when you're stressed, you lean towards what your favorite is, like what feels the best to you. Mm. Cause that's, what's going to make you feel good for me. What's favorite to me is the pumpy sensation. Like I want to get a pump and, uh, feel just like bigger and like look at myself in the mirror because I've always had small, small boy complex, like a um, skinny boy complex. So if I get a little bit of a pump and I look at myself, I'm like, oh, okay, like maybe I'm bigger than I think I am. I don't know. Body dysmorphia problems, like negativity where strength won't do that for me. Like I've already feel like I'm strong enough as I need to be. No, I can, I can get behind the pumpy stuff too. There's a, there's a place for that for me too. There's, all I'm saying is that there's a, I think that you're hitting on something that's a, a good thought, which is the type of workout that you're doing kind of needs to fit the headspace that you're in. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to go in there and bang some weights, just, just accomplish something. Yeah. And then there's other times that are like, man, I'm feeling a little bit waxed. I set the timer on for, for start and stop. And that tends to be the more pumpy type work Yeah. and makes you feel like you're looking good. You can feel that your muscles are filling up and, and you feel that you're, accomplishing something aesthetically or, or kind of showing where you're at. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, that's an interesting kind of road to go down and be like, yeah, which one's best for what time? How do you think Will came to the conclusion that doing snatches in the garage was his form of self-care? And I'm curious if you have any idea what other children were drawing, not saying what the other kids were drawing is wrong, but I'm sure it's just different. I can't imagine how many kids would put exercise as their form of self-care. Yeah, I think that uh, a bunch of them were writing down different things. Like one of them was was writing down like running around, like mm. playing in the house, Played. which is like, yeah, fair. That's still physical activity. Um, I think some of them were talking about like watching movies and things like this and, and whatever else. But I don't, maybe, maybe I'm diluted, but I think that kids, they, they run off of modeled behavior so well. Like he, he knows for me that I'm going to push to get into the garage, especially if I'm not feeling good that day. He doesn't really know what that looks like. Mm. He doesn't know why I'm saying, Hey, I need this. And for me, sometimes it's just like, I need to get this leg moving, man. I'm having a hard time balancing today. He doesn't know that a level of detail, but I think that he's seen that go on and he's heard context of, of Sarah and, and myself discussing it. Do you think he's seen you go into the gym when maybe you're a little bit tired and beat up and maybe not your usual playful self. Like, I think I know you majority of the time as a playful person, but I've seen you tired as well. Has he seen you gone into the gym tired and like 10 minutes later, all of a sudden dad's playful again? Like dad's, dad's fired up and excited. Yeah. Do you think he's made that link? I don't know if he's made the link, but he's definitely seen it. Mm -hmm. Like there, there are times where it's, where it's like, I'm having a hard time kicking it off, getting the day going hit the gym and all of a sudden it's like, okay, time to go. Woo. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting concept in, in general that it's something that came up. Like I, I have an overwhelming sense of pride about it because I think that that sort of connection is actually a big thing. Like, I think that's exciting. And I told him that, and, but it's really interesting that he chose that exercise too. Cause we don't do a lot of Olympic lifting. Like yeah. We do a little bit. But like mostly what he's doing is kind of obstacle courses and rings and that sort of thing. But I think that he sees that he has to focus when he does that. I I think that's a portion of it. I do. 
I don't know if that's completely accurate. I'd have to talk to him more about it and see if he could give me the, the place it came from. But I'm squirrely too. We're at limited time. So one more thing that I was going to say is with that, like with, with exercise being self-care, I've experienced it as well. When I'm stressed out, if I beat myself up really good in a workout, it almost negates the other stress because it put like real stress into perspective. Like if I'm worried about like this little thing on the back of my mind, but I really try and work it and beat myself down. Or if I'm working out with you and me and you, like you're just pushing me into the ground and I'm getting my butt kicked. Like the body almost has this thing of like, Oh man, like that was like fighting a bear. And this little problem that I was thinking of in the back of my mind is actually kind of peanuts in correlation to like the, the battle I just went through. I would call it anchoring. It's like in sales when somebody anchors like here, if you want everything, it's going to be this much, but don't worry it's today. If you want this, it's only this much. Mm-hmm. Like they're anchoring on a bigger rate. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of that anchor where it's like, yeah, what are you anchoring in on? You're anchoring in on how tough things can get. And so in that particular context, does the, does the rest seem so scary? Yeah. And I think that's one of the real values of exercise. And, and I think that bridges the gap between, well, how can it be self-care or to recharge my battery when I'm exerting more energy? Um, I would say that there's a lot of reasons for that, but that, that mental one right there is a big one. So you know who Jocko Willink is? Yeah. He's the author of that book, Extreme Ownership. He was a Navy SEAL. He's a motivational speaker. He talks about how he loves to exercise in the morning, which a lot of these like successful hustle grind guys do. Everyone wants to work out at 5 a.m. But he says, like, I work out early in the morning because it sets the tone for the day. Like, essentially, if the body, because the body doesn't know the difference between this, like, these stressors. And if you push yourself in a really hard workout in the morning, like, first thing, if that's your first task you got done and it was really hard... Then again, to that anchoring point, everything else in correlation throughout the day is a little bit easier because you already did something super, super hard. So in, in contrast, right? I love having my workout done and being like, that's already dealt with. I love that. The anchor for me is actually getting my ass up to get it done first thing in the morning. Cause I don't feel like working out first thing in the morning. I'm so used to training in the evening. Yeah. So I see value in it. I think that's good. And if I could press myself to do that, I think it would be a valuable thing. Um, but you're just so yeah. lazy. Oh, Look man. at you and oh, your flabby so arms. I know. It's like waddle. Those bat wings. <laughs> yeah. Fly away, Curtis. <laughs> no, I really do think though, like that, that whole juxtaposition of like, how can exerting more energy be recovery and depending on the stimulus that you're using as well. I know I talked that into the ground a little bit, but if you're using systemic stuff where you just, it's all grind, 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 like real intense circuits and whatever else, I can see that that would bust you down more. But like when you're choosing Are things to recover. Are you calling it CrossFit right now? No, I'm not. CrossFit. Because CrossFit, even CrossFit, CrossFit isn't always that. If it's well-programmed, you're going to see strength work in there. Yeah. It'd be easy to just be like, nah, screw CrossFit. But there's a lot of good stuff that they do, especially the good coaches. Yeah. Like almost any sport. It's like, I don't like fencing. It's like, well, man, there's great coaches out there that have people in great shape. So, but when it comes to self-care, one of the big things that I would, I would say about it is it should be building you up for something else. You should be looking at it like that. We should be looking for connecting with our body further. We're not just doing rep after rep. We're connecting with higher quality reps, more tension, more control, Um, And we should be leaving the workout knowing that we've accomplished something. And if we don't, then it really helps to reach out to a a friend, a coach, uh, somebody educated in the area of exercise. I hate when people say, well, my friend's a 
engineer and they said this about exercise. It's like, well, that doesn't mean they're an expert. Like, leave it alone. Yeah. So, so what you're saying too is task quality over task completion. You shouldn't just be focused on completing 10 reps. It should be like every rep better than the next, squeezing harder, controlling more. Yeah. The more you connect with your body, the more valuable it is. I, I really think that's true. I don't have research on that. I'd love to find some, but I really do think that as far as your head goes, the more you connect, the more you know that you've got a high quality workout in the best that you could do that day, the more sense of pride you have coming out, which helps recharge the battery. So in respect to your busy schedule and my busy schedule, good sir, would you like care to summarize this bad boy? Exercise is an important component of self-care. I would actually say it's super important because it potentiates. It allows you to do other things better. Like even when people say it's good for my mental health, it's like, well, as self-care it can be, it doesn't replace a psychologist, but it will help make that more valuable by straightening out neurochemicals and straightening out your brain and all that sort of stuff. But It gets the chemical cocktail in the right place. Yeah, but then connecting with yourself and knowing where you're at honestly that day and knowing you did your best in a particular task, I think anchors the rest of your day so that that challenge is likely going to be the biggest one of your day. So everything else is just, it's scaled back. It's, it's like a, creating a bell curve for your life. Yeah. I think we should talk about, um, you were mentioning this before, like how exercise shows you about yourself, like how you connect with things and how, like how you approach it with yourself. For example, when I was doing, um, I was doing skipping with LJ back in the day and LJ was a master. He's a pretty good CrossFitter and, uh, he was doing like double unders, like no tomorrow. And I didn't know how to do double unders and I was getting so frustrated. You could imagine cause you've trained me before. I was like, he's just kicking up like storms behind me and I like do one double and then hit myself one double hit myself and all I could hear is LJ's rope just being like, yeah. and I was like, oh my God. And I got so frustrated, but I've seen what it was like when other people just get so frustrated to the point where they just give up and they just like fall apart and buckle under and never do it again, like completely. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like I have to, I have to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. Like it's annoying, but after grinding through it, I can do doubles, but I've seen people who will completely, no, I hate skipping. I don't skip skipping stupid. I don't like, it. I'm like, well, you know, of course you don't like it. Cause you're not good at it. Imagine if you were really good at it though. Do you think you might like it? Well, yeah, I think this is another episode specifically on what does exercise show show you about yourself and what do you have to learn from exercise. I think we should definitely do that episode because the fact is I watch my kids change day to day based on seeing that if they're bad at something and they put in work that they can be a different athlete the next day, mm-hmm. which is it just shows this kind of positive um, change and, and rebirth to them. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, if you don't like something, put in the work and watch how it can change. Like it, it shows opportunity, possibility. There's so many positives to it. I think that the episode of what does exercise have to, uh, to show me about myself? What does it have to teach me? What lessons are there in exercise? I think we should do that next week. Dope. Well, if you, uh, we're going to take off. So if you like this episode, hit like, leave us a comment. If you have anything to add, or if you have any future episode ideas for us, we'd love to discuss. Thanks very much. Thank you, sir. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple podcasts.